Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. Today we <laughs> sing you to sleep. We make dreams like castles in the sky, like morning caskets. wish you could see the way Zach and I have locked eyes. But if you were looking at our eyes, we couldn't see your eyes. And you could only see one of our eyes. Well, two of one person's eyes. This makes me realize that if I were Delilah, I would set up a mirror in my studio so that I could look myself in the eyes to achieve this level of intimacy when I recorded my show. Imagine Delilah only looks at herself in a mirror while she records. (laughs) She locks eyes with Delilah. Locking Delilah. eyes with Delilah. What if Delilah had a podcast called Locking Eyes with Delilah? <laughs> what is it about? <laughs> it's about intimate conversations. Oh, with herself. I, I'm, mm, I like that idea. Mm. I actually would not hate the idea of a Delilah podcast where she talks intimately with people. Except she's bad at advice. Oh, the worst. What I like about... What I like about that... Steve, you want to tell the listener what that sound was? It's the sound of a delicious Bandit Cabernet Sauvignon. From California. For those of you who like wine on the go, or going on the wine... (laughs) Did you see one box of this is three glasses of wine? Mommy's going to have to drink a little slower. Dude, we're going to be fucked up. (laughs) I had two sips of this. Just like my mommy. But they probably mean... Like three uh, restaurant glasses, not yeah. like a glass of wine that I would pour. No, if you actually fill glasses that are the size of the drawing <laughs> with wine. To scale. Yeah, that's like a how much this is. Yeah, exactly. Um, if the borrowers drank three glasses of wine, that's how much a, ben- a bandit would cost. Nope, mm-hmm. that's not it. That's how big a bandit would be. Here's my last thing I'm going to say about how Delilah. How big is a bandit? How big? How big is a borrower? How big is a bandit? Locking eyes with Delilah. I feel like she has picked the song that she's going to play, and it doesn't matter what the person calls up saying. She's going to shoehorn that shit right in there. They'll be like, my dad, he passed away, and I was never close to him, and I never got to know him. And it's really driven a wedge between my mother and I. She'll be like, we all want to get to know family. That's why you should listen to Tell Him by Celine Dion and Barbra Streisand. And you're like, I don't think that song has much to say about this. Um, Delilah, I just... I've really been coming to terms with drug addiction and opioids, and I'm just really addicted to painkillers. I, I just wonder how can I crawl out. I know just the song for you. It's called... Lady in Red by Christa Berg. <laughs> Which is offensive because a poppy uh-huh. is the color red. Oh, my God. How opium. dare she? Opium. I just read Never a really good book about opioid addiction. It's one of my least favorite songs. It's pretty bad. You know my top three. Kokomo. Top three least favorites. 
<laughs> Imagine and Lady in Red. Wow. I like all three of those songs. <laughs> you only like Kokomo because of Full House. You only uh-huh. like Imagine because you're a fetishist for dead people. That's and true. you only like Lady in Red because you've had sex with women before. When people ask me like what kind of <laughs> what kind of music do you like, I say, Well, is the artist deceased? And if the answer is yes, then I'm probably gonna be into it. Oh, I like their stuff when they were alive. Did they die young? Did they die under uh, harrowing circumstances or were they assassinated? Because that is my favorite kind of music. My, my favorite, favorite genre. My favorite album is John F. Kennedy's Bluegrass album. Oh, so good. The one he and Steve Martin did. Yep. Hits uh-huh. in a pillbox hat. <laughs> uh, enough, enough giggles, guys. Hey, it's, it's a new year. It, happy, happy new year. Happy new year. I re- May we all have. And you don't know what the next words are, do you? Have a vision. Now and then. Uh, now and then. Of a world where every neighbor <laughs> is a friend. Um, We said in the other episode we were going to talk about the fact that it was the new year. And by the time this episode is up, it'll be February 11th by the time we're talking about the fact that it's a new year. Probably, yes. I will say, what a new year it's been already. Oh wow! January you was... said a mouthful, Steve. <laughs> well, my perhaps mouth was you, full uh, of words, and uh-huh. I let them all out. Yeah, that wasn't the only thing your mouth was full of. Delicious Cabernet Sauvignon. Ah, Bandit. Hmm. You know what I love about this? <laughs> no added sugar. No orange juice or none vodka. of that high fructose corn syrup. I'm sick of another wine. Ugh! It'll give you a headache. You wake up the next day feeling bad about yourself. None of that. None of that. I never feel bad about myself when I drink a delicious cardboard, uh, geometrically shaped wine on the go by Bandit, makers of Cabernet Sauvignon California 500 milliliters. And what's great is that it's in the same packaging as a coconut water. So when you're (laughs) curing the brutal hangover that you receive from drinking several of these Bandit wines... You can keep your hand in the same formation. Exactly. You can keep your hand in one goblet-shaped claw, like claw, and just replace the bandit shape with coconut water shape. Mm-hmm. Coco Vita or whatever it's called. Coco Vita. Uh, Delilah's Coco Vita. But really, a lot of people died in January. It became the new oh. year, and and things got really bad I'm really fucking fast. Fucking rough, dude. Uh. Let's read some of these lyrics of the song Happy New Year. Let's let Abba help us make it through the beginning of more champagne that is true the fireworks are through i didn't see any if i'm gonna be honest are there ever fireworks on new year's eve is that a thing swedes swedes 
here we are, me and you, feeling lost and feeling blue. Well, that's a little too close to home. It's the end of the party, and the morning seems so gray, so unlike yesterday. Now's the time for us to say, Zach, take it over. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Maybe we all have a vision now and then. Now and then. Once in a while, let's have this vision. Time to, du temps en temps. Of a world where every neighbor is a friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. May we all have our hopes, our will to try. If we don't, we might as well lay down and die. You and I. <laughs> Classic ABBA. Uh, sometimes I see how the brave new world arrives, and I see how it thrives in the ashes of our... I'm actually reading these <laughs> for the first time with the heart that I have right now, Zach, and these are a, this is a lot. I see how it thrives in the ashes of our lives. Oh, yes, man is a fool, and he thinks he'll be okay. Dragging on feet of clay, never knowing he's astray, keeps on going anyway. Ugh. Here's my question. Do the Swedish people celebrate New Year's kind of like, you know, at a, at a Jewish wedding, how they take a moment to kind of, uh, you know, the breaking of the glass mm-hmm. is symbolic of the people who are struggling and the struggles that they've gone through up until that point. And it's a moment of kind of sobriety and reflection in this celebratory moment. Sure. Is that how the Swedes feel about New Year's Eve? <laughs> Maybe. Because it feels like every time someone's having a good time and something sad happens, I say, hey, knock it off. What is this? The Swedish New Year? Yeah. Ugh. Ikea. What's that? Ikea. Oh. (laughs) I just wanted to say something Swedish. Listen, were you with us last week for uh, our journey through the ABBA Museum with Crystal Durant? Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that. We never got a chance to talk about this because our schedules were so dumb. In November and December. Yeah. And we're pulling it together in the new year with mm-hmm. our feet of clay. Uh, we're refusing to lay down and die, you and I. And You and I, Steve. Zach, what amazing thing happened in December? Christ's birthday. That is correct. Christ was born. Mm-hmm. JK. I mean, he was born, but like a long time ago. Zach, what did you do that was different? I went to Vermont for Christmas, but we okay. do that every year. I'm... No, I- I played on the Tonight Show with uh, with Sting and Milan Farmer. Milan was Farmer, a lot of fun. If you do not know, and you shouldn't, because we're American, mm. is the although f- we have some international listeners, so maybe over in if there's anyone oh, in France true. listening, I don't. I'm not honestly that familiar with her. Her uh, au revoir. <laughs> with her goodbye. <laughs> What's the word? Over. There we go. Milan would be proud. Um, so congrats, Zach. I'm playing with Sting. Thank you, dude. And Milan Farmer. Thank you. And you're going on tour again soon. I'm going on tour in March uh, well, with A Great Big World. Was, man, we're going to have to figure out March because I'm also going on permanent tour. Yeah, why don't you... Uh, do you want to speak to that at all? Uh, Briefly. You're moving to Columbus, Ohio. I'm moving to Columbus, Ohio. I'm leaving New York City. I'm tired of getting stabbed with needles on the subway. Every other day. Folks, it's like the pre-Giuliani era in New York right now. Yeah, Everyone's getting stabbed. There's all these weird stories about people getting slashed and needles being jabbed into people. Yeah. Not for me. Not with my child and my baby Bjorn. Um, I said to someone recently, I would love having kids until they turned 14, and then I would just cut off their head and be like, 
You had a good run. Like, once they get to high school, it's over. Yeah. And then they resuscitate around the age of, like, 21. And then they die again at 23. And then they come back to life at, like, 29. It seems so complicated to me. The, the, um, the arc of having children, of being a parent. Yeah. Because I feel like every few years, you probably wish you didn't have that child. Maybe like there's every some, few hours. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's probably larger stretches. Yep. I think when they're first born, you're excited, but then quickly that turns to exhaustion. Yeah. And, oh my God, I made a horrible mistake. Yeah. And then they begin to grow and learn and understand the world and they're precocious and then that's exciting and then quickly they become irritating again. Yeah. And then teenagers are the worst. I mean, middle school kids fucking suck. No, middle school kids are great. Oh, oh. It gets bad the second half of eighth grade. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I'm moving to Columbus, Ohio. I right. have been wanting to move to Columbus with for baby a Bjorn. really long time with baby Bjorn. And so as of March 5th, I'll be a resident of Ohio and no longer be a New York City kid. Which is, you know, right now feels exciting and scary and I'm sure it'll be complicated once i leave but columbus has been calling to you for some time no? so long I, people are like are you excited to move back to ohio and i'm like no but i'm excited to move back to columbus yeah sure to all of our ohio fans Columbus out there. is fucking cool it's really fun it's big enough that it doesn't feel unimportant but it's small enough to feel like you can make a home there yeah it's got cool neighborhoods it's got suburbs I really love Columbus. Like Maybe someone, I'll end up hating it. But. If someone dropped an atomic bomb on Columbus, people would notice. But it wouldn't <laughs> but it wouldn't destroy the infrastructure. The people of, our country. of Columbus would notice their eyeballs immediately evaporating. And <laughs> <laughs> no one else would. Uh we do have something ABBA related that we should talk no, about. No, 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 we don't. Yes, we do. No, no, no. No, I don't care for ABBA anymore. <laughs> now seen, that Columbus is dead. Light. Guys, here's the thing about this podcast. We've spent all this time trying to kind of discuss why ABBA is so great. And somewhere along the line, I realized they, they fucking suck. I mean, this shit is awful. It's so bad and cheesy and it's just like shitty disco music. Yeah. Like bad English is a second language. So bad. It's so Shut cheesy. Shut up, jumpsuits. What's the point? I Why don't do know what do your this? joke is. <laughs> I can't follow what the thread is of this. I don't really know either. The joke is just that I love them so much. I love, I love them, them so more much. and more so all the time. <laughs> we went last week. We to, had the best time. We had the best time. We went to BB Kings. Me and it's Zach and all of St. Petersburg uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> went to see an ABBA tribute band called Dancing Dream. Dancing Dream. Just one dream. Do you have two dreams? Kick one of them out. Yep. <laughs> one of them no, can there's dance. Only, there's only room for one. Dancing it's a solo dream. show. Formerly, they were known as ABBA Girls with a Z. <laughs> I'm going to let that sink in. <sighs> now they're Dancing Dream, presumably because of some kind of legal action that the ABBA camp took against them for having ABBA in the name. Too many Zs. Too many Zs. I'll tell you one thing I didn't get during the show. Z's. Hey. Uh, I will say, we went to the BB King Lounge, which is one of those awful places you see on 42nd Street if you're in New York. And yeah. we tweeted a photo. I I was walking up to BB King's 
and thinking, I saw the little sign that said ABBA Tribute. It said ABBA Tribute Disco. Yeah, ABBA Tribute Disco, exactly. And I, I thought, man, it it really takes something that I love very deeply to get me to come to this fucking hellhole part of town because and I hate it there. I it's, really it's hate it. It's a bad part of town. You went in. It's really confusing. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw lots of like turtleneck sweaters with shoulder cutouts. Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, Russians are here. Uh-huh. And then. Well, and then we both got on that line. I got there a little before Steve did. And I got into this line that was just so long. And you said it perfectly when you came a few minutes later. <laughs> where you were like, I'm in line with a bunch of people who don't understand how a line works. A.K.A. Russians. Yes. Because it was. It really, it was just kind of a little mob scene yeah. that eventually would filter in through the door. A little mob scene is a great description of how modern Russia works. <laughs> I mean, I was baffled in Turkmenistan, and which is still very much a Soviet place, where when you go to buy plane tickets, you go to the ticket office, and it's literally a mob of people. You elbow your way to the front so they can handwrite plane tickets. Seriously? And I was like, have Soviets never heard of lines, but it's about like who's more aggressive, who's got money to bribe. That's it. And that's what this line that's, to go see. That's Donald Trump's America, folks. Yep. That's what you have to look forward to. Yeah. BB King's is is kind of, uh, it, I mean, it's a Times Square music venue. It's exactly what you would think from this fucking Epcot-esque part of Manhattan. Wa- waffle fries on a hamburger inside of an ice cream cone shaped like the Finnish flag. This motherfucker sitting across from me tweeted a photo. Did I? Of, of our nachos a la BB King, <laughs> which are like technicolor. They look like they're atomic, like they're radiating light, and they're covered in this awful looking sour cream. It was the wor- They were by they were far so maybe the worst nachos I've they ever had. They were so bad. The worst nachos I've ever had were at a bowling alley. This was like right above that on yeah, the list. Except that these were probably three times as much money. Yeah. And we had the BB King's Blues Brew, <laughs> brewed exclusively for BB King's Times Square. Made really exclusively out of his ashes. I mean guys, it's my sucks. favorite hops it sucks. My favorite hops are BB King's bones. Yeah. Oh, you dry you dry hop it. My favorite joke run that we had was uh the carpet of the lounge is like guitar e so it's supposed to look like a guitar psychedelic looking psychedelic guitars. looking guitar pattern yeah. yeah and zach and i permused that it was perhaps uh like on bb king's deathbed they gave him a crayon and a white sheet of paper uh-huh. and he drew this pattern on he was like that's that's how it's gonna be please see to it that the carpet is right I have the, all the carpets have to be make it pretty replaced. make it pretty just like me <laughs> And they shove you at a table with a bunch of people. They uh-huh. make you pay money for drinks. So we had the blues brews and the nachos, which Zach named Nachos a la BB King. <laughs> and they were gross. They were super gross. Um, and, uh, and, and preceding the ABBA tribute. Now, I should say we went because a friend of mine has been singing in this group. She's been subbing into the dancing dream group as Anyeta. And I think she originally joined she knows both tracks. She can do Anafrid or Anyeta. So versatile. So versatile. She's an incredible singer. She really is and a great performer. Yeah. Um 
and uh, and she's like a working New York musician like all of us, and is just doing gigs. And not she like was me. not well, like uh, all of us working New York musicians is what oh, I mean. Gotcha. It's always about you, Steve. <laughs> Twenty sixteen. It's all about Steve. What song is that? Uh, it's all about Soul by Billy Joel. Oh, interesting. It's one of his lesser known and lesser quality songs. <laughs> Everything is bad. Everything is bad if it's Billy Joel. Not true. That's an opinion that I hold. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. You cannot deny Lullaby. No, it's beautiful. He's got some great songs. Okay, thank you. I don't really Can we mean please that get it's back bad. to disco. Yeah, so opening for uh, Dancing Dream was a disco group, which runs counter to the hypothesis that Steve and I have that putting ABBA in uh, in a lump with disco groups is uh, totally uh, um, what's the word? It's it's misinformed. Gay to to lump ABBA in as a disco band is really lame. It's yeah. a lame decision. I mean. I've talked about how much I love disco music. I think it came out when we interviewed Crystal. Yeah. I really love disco music. Is it clear yet that this bandit is fucking kicking in? I'm, I have feelings in my heart. <laughs> um, but I think I said to Zach at some point during the show, like, I understand why people hated disco. Because it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Like, I can listen to, like, 30 minutes of disco and be like, Yes! Yeah. This is the like this is the template for how dance music should be. That night I was loving every song they played, but I was like, oh, this is the EDM of the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then uh, we imagined it like uh uh a dead Mal five and like uh-huh. uh Calvin Harris like tribute show uh-huh. in yeah, like two thousand forties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where they the, oh god. It, it it's it's um the thing I found disappointing about that group was that they chose to play, to me, some of the lamest disco shit. Like, they weren't picking cool disco cuts. They opened with Play That Funky Music. Yeah. Of all the songs, if you're going to be a disco band, to open with, an opening salvo, do Car Wash. Do, like, Funky Town. Like, anything is going to be better than... Or that really cool Knock on Wood cover that that woman Oh, did. my God. Come on, step it up. I think Knock Play on Wood might music. be my favorite disco song of it's all time. It's amazing. It's really good. I did say to Zach that I really like the Christina Aguilera cover of Car Wash for a fishtail soundtrack. Oh, yeah, you do like that. <laughs> it's good. They also they did Lady Marmalade, too, but they did the Patti LaBelle version. Yes. You could tell because nobody was gyrating in pasties on stage. Um, okay, so the disco songs were okay. Uh-huh. They were good. They were fine. But then, then, dancing dream, dancing dream. And what did they open with, Steve? I don't remember. Come on. I don't remember. Come on. They opened with the song. Come Waterloo. on. Waterloo. Waterloo. Okay. I don't remember what they played. I Come was trying on. to think. <laughs> um, but I will Steve, say that's called an insistence gag. Oh. When something isn't funny. But then you just keep saying it over and over the same way until it becomes funny. Hi, my name is Chelsea Handler. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, here's how I feel about Dancing Dream. Yeah. Great performances. Yeah. Terrible banter, like the worst banter oh. on stage I've ever heard. Oh. And I mean that name. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the banter was so bad. Like Sometimes the lead into wish... the song "Ring Ring" was this. Oh, do you hear that? Yeah. And then the like guy who was Benny uh-huh. was like, "Oh, is that a phone ringing?" I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah. This is the Assassin's Creed of tribute bands, I mean, where it's like I'm gonna communicate exactly what where yeah, you're supposed yeah, yeah. to go. Having said that, I'm glad they played "Ring Ring." Yeah, they also song. played uh, So Long. That was their closer, which was fucking rad. So Long was not their closer. It was. Was it? They played So Long, and then they encored with Dancing Queen. I was really wasted on Blues Brews. Yeah. Blues Brew, which somehow was not carbonated at all. No, it was like a... It was like mead. An alcoholic... <laughs> no, mead is a little bit fermented. Yeah, that's what I mean. Blues Brew is a little bit fermented. It was like tap water that tasted like B.B. King's mouth. (laughs) It has diabetes. I (laughs) Listen. Oh, I forgot he did those diabetes commercials. He did those diabetes commercials. I, I, let me say this. If Dancing Dream comes to your town, see them. It was a good time. Dude, it was a great time. But I am with you in that. Here's, let's start even a little more general. Sure, okay. meta. Let's get meta. I don't like, it's a personal thing for me, I don't like when tribute bands refer to themselves as the the people that they're paying tribute to. Sure. Like, part of the shtick for Dancing Dream is that they refer to themselves as Frida and Anieta and Benny and Bjorn. I yeah. have a distaste for that. Sure. I think we all know <laughs> that you're not actually ABBA. And it would be better for you just to play their songs yeah. and pay tribute to them as opposed to pretending like you are them for some unknown reason. Sure. If you're going to do that, why not adopt an accent? Sure. Why not be in character? Why not be on a horse? Why not be on Proud Lingenberry? Why aren't you married to a Swiss count <laughs> why why are you still playing together why aren't you more resentful of each other why why if you're really going to be an abba tribute and pretend to be abba you shouldn't even be playing why isn't one of you singing the great song dance your pain away anita oh they should have a little solo segment where they um, break it down also where was intermezzo number one <laughs> also <laughs> It reminded me about how we wanted to shout out Pickabella Cotton. As, <laughs> though I did yell out when they're like, do you know what song we're going to play next is our final? And I yelled out Cassandra. And, and one and of them laughed. One of them laughed, yeah. And then when we met them in person, they didn't like us. Um, Let me say this. I felt during the whole show, I was like, ABBA is the best band of all time. They've never done anything poor. And then I had to run through every terrible and i was like that's not true when you hear abba's greatest songs you're like they have to have been the most incredible band of all yeah, time yeah i still think they are yeah but you easily forget that they wrote songs like another town another train yeah sitting, sitting in, in the palm, palm tree. tree what about livingston nope good one okay fine don't say happy hawaii i would say happy hawaii well you eat garbage i was gonna say butthole and i was like i don't want to be offensive to people eat yeah, there's nothing wrong with eating butthole um but if dancing dream comes to a town near you go see them i also realize we've been remiss in giving note to our fans so yes but wait before we move past dancing dream 
Okay. Seeing a tribute act like that, I am impressed by how well... I mean, they do a really good job, and they play it well, and they sounded really good. But I'm impressed with how well the material holds up Yes. in anybody's hands. Yes! And I, I felt... I, I, It's a weird comparison, but I saw the current Broadway revival of Fiddler on the Roof a few months ago. Uh-huh. And there were some great performances, and there's some great things about it. It's. I don't think it's a, an amazing production, but I think it's really good and serviceable. Sure. But it really just highlights how good that show is. It's such a great piece that it's like, just put it up on its feet and do it the way it's written, and it's going to be good, and it's going to be moving. Yep. And I, I felt like that with, with this show. I felt like... SOS is never going to fall flat. You know, Knowing Me, Knowing You is always going to sound good. Waterloo is going to sound great. If you just do it well, do yeah. it in a competent way, that shit holds up, and it's a blast. It was really fun to, like... I, I think we were out of our element in terms of our age. Like, most people Absolutely. tended to be, like, 20, 30 years older than us. Yeah. And I felt like we were getting reactions from people that was like, what are you doing here? But yeah. the fact yeah. that we knew many of the words to almost all their songs mm-hmm. was, I think, baffling to the Russians around us. Was there anything in the set that surprised you that they played it? Slash, was there anything in the set that was a favorite? I mean, I remember knowing me, knowing you. Uh, I do too. I don't remember. I honestly have... I felt like I was just enjoying myself, so I don't remember what they played. Yeah. What about you? I was surprised that they played so long. Yeah, they did. It was a good show. It was a it good was show. a really good show. Yeah, we sounded like a jerk at the beginning of this, but no, it was a it was a great it was time. A really good show. Listen, th- this is criticism. This is part of <laughs> Listen, what we're here to do. We're smart, guys. Guys, can you chill out for a second? If you haven't figured it out by now, we're pretty smart, and we like to talk face to face with Delilah. Face to face with Delilah. Locking, face value. Locking eyes. with Phil Collins. <laughs> um, dude, okay. I am getting drunk. Yeah, this bandit. I keep wanting to call it Bandito. What if? What if at an hour and five minutes already, <coughs> I just released this completely like <laughs> freeform. Didn't trim improv, the fat. I don't improv. put any music in it. We just put it out. That's what. Um, and, and we call it. Uh, that's what Bill Murray we did call in it the eighties. Voulez-vous jumps the shark? <laughs> voulez-vous jumps the shark. At which point, when we move from six listeners back down to five. Uh huh. Um, Have you noticed, by the way? Okay, now we're going to start talking about you, the listener. (laughs) And as a segue into this, we are constantly hovering between 50 and 52 followers on Twitter. Have you noticed this? (laughs) No. We'll gain... It's it, it's at least 50 all the time. We have 50 diehards, apparently. Yeah. Right? Somewhere. But 51 and 52 will be like, somebody new follows us. Then they stop following us, I think. And then someone new follows us, and we get up to 52, and then it's back down to 51. We'll get there. And then it's back up to 52. Recently, we were followed by Bjorn Again. (gasps) Did you know that? The band. Yeah. Holy shit. Bjorn Again's following us. So, hi, Bjorn Again. We love you. If any of you are listening, God, we would love to have you on the show. Yeah. Oh, boy, would we love to have you on the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because you have been doing Abba tribute stuff forever. Forever. And, and you the probably like us group. more than Zach's friend. Now, Bjorn again, they dress and look like Abba, and I wonder if they do the, the whole shtick of pretending to be them. 
We'll find out soon. Um, okay, I want to read some so mail long. that we got months ago. Yeah. I'm really sorry to this wonderful, wonderful fan. And we know he's a wonder- wonderful, wonderful fan because he tweets a lot. Uh, this email comes from Scott Fitzgerald. Scott Fitzgerald, we love you. He writes, hey, F guys. Scott Fitzgerald. I just wanted to fangirl a little and say thank you for the amazing podcast. As a lifelong ABBA obsessive and a millennial, it's hard to find like-minded folks. I've been looking for an ABBA-themed cast for a long time, and you guys totally nailed it. We nailed it, Zach. That's nice to hear. I'm looking forward to the upcoming albums and to hearing what lies beyond. I hope you guys are planning on doing an episode about ABBA the movie and discuss their music videos, too. As tacky and cringe-inducing as their images, they really are an integral part of the ABBA experience. It would also be cool to hear some discussion about their pre-ABBA stuff, like Agneta's solo stuff and the guy's early bands. Wow, left out Ani Freed. Ooh. Left out Ani Freed. You know, Scott's actually the guy who started the ABBA fans for Ani Freed uh, hashtag. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. So this email must be really old because Scott was yes. live tweeting with us while we were watching ABBA the movie. Amazing. Which has to be yes, like four yes, months yes, yes. ago. Right? That was a while and ago. he started the ABBA fans for Ani Freed <laughs> hashtag, which is so good. And I love that idea. And I think that it's gaining a lot of support. In the United so States Congress. So much support. <laughs> Today, Elizabeth Woo! Warren stood on the Senate floor and wouldn't move until she was done talking about Abba She friends. said, you listen to me. I'm tired of Wall Street always backing Agneta. Sure, Agneta's got the notes. Okay. He continues in his email. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. It's also refreshing to hear from other ABBA fans who can't stand the Mamma Mia jukebox musical franchise. On one hand, it's cool that it brought their music to a wider audience, but it's just such a horrible production. I can't get behind it. Way too much glitter. Normally, that's a good thing, but here, not so much. <laughs> Face. <laughs> if I may make a book recommendation as well, I read the Bright Lights Dark Shadows book some time ago, and it was pretty insightful. If you haven't already checked it out, and if you have or mentioned it on this podcast, I apologize or check my ignorance. I've only heard three of the six episodes so far, and I'm listing them backwards. Elizabeth Vincentelli's book about Abba Gold that she wrote for the 33th and a third series is excellent. It's a short, quick read, and the impact that album had on the resurgence. Also, Chuck Klosterman's essay, Abba One, World Zero. Oh, I've from never the book, read that. Eating the Dinosaur is hilarious and beautiful. I told you I'm obsessed. Sorry about the novel. You guys are awesome. I love you, dude. That was a really great email. Yeah, thanks, Scott. I would love to read for you a review that we got from a beautiful listener named Lars Tron on iTunes. So you can find us on iTunes at Voulez-Vous. If you honestly, if you just look at Voulez-Vous, we're the first thing that comes up. We are. Please, Other than the spectacular ABBA hit Voulez-Vous. and the best album of their career, Voulez-Vous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can leave a review for us. You can also write a review, which we would love. We would love for people other than the six of you to listen to us. Uh, Lars I mean, Tron I think, writes. I think this episode is really going to send our <laughs> ratings through the roof. <laughs> Lars Tron writes, this podcast is dope. Abba is dope. Zach is dope. Steve is dope. Kate is dope. The music is dope. The songs we're singing is dope. What more is there to say? Nothing. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the music. If you would like to find us, we're on... Did you stop? <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> we're on Tumblr at voulezvouscasts, or voulezvous.tumblr.com, right? Oh, God. We're terrible people. Well, Tumblr, just go to voulezvouscast.com. 
Because that links directly to our Tumblr. Yep. Steven. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at our future. I'm looking at Columbus. Yep. Go to voulezvouscast.com and you can find us. You can also tweet at us at voulezvouscast. You can also email us. Please email us with your feelings about us, about our faces, about our lives, about Anita, about Anifried. Just uh, try try to top that email from Scott Fitzgerald. Try it. Try to top you that won't. email. You can't. You can't. But you can try. Um, and it's voulezvouscast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. If you would like to see a lot of videos of me doing handstands in the gym at uh, Columbia. Uh, please follow me at There Is Thunder, which is my Twitter and my Instagram account. If you would like to see incredibly rare photos that I post, why don't you follow me at Zach Jones Music with an H? Did you ever want to see Queen Victoria eating curry with Tim Curry? Go to Ooh. Zach's Instagram account. Oh, and now I'm going to have to make that photo. Do you want to see a piece of toast getting married to a whale? Incredibly rare photos at Zach Jones, at drums, at Zacko. <laughs> and uh, please come see A Great Big World on tour in March. Come yes. say hi to me, for Christ's sake. While he's playing, take a video of yourself saying hi to Zach and then send it to him. Listen, honest to God, before the last Secret Someone's tour, I said this and I'm going to say it again because no one did it. But if you came to a great big world show and came up to me afterward and let me know that you were a fan of the show and were listening, Zach that would will marry that you. would make me the happiest person in the world. And Do isn't it. that what this is all about? Making me feel better about <laughs> myself and my place in the okay. universe? Okay. Before we go, we have to say what our 2016 resolutions are. Okay. I liked that uh, I had I had a drink with my friend Jay last night. Sure. And he was telling me that uh, he he set his New Year's intentions Ooh. a la Oprah Winfrey. Because Oprah says, instead of resolutions, you should have New Year's intentions. Sure. So what are your New Year's intentions, Steve? I would like to be more empathetic to people. Uh-huh. I... Yeah, you could work on that. <laughs> Zach joins a long list of people who agree with that statement. Um, I don't know. I have some New Year's resolutions for you. <laughs> <laughs> My New Year's resolutions for everyone else. Uh, I would like to be more empathetic, and that feels. I I felt like last year too. My intention or resolution was to meditate more, but I would actually like to meditate more. Yeah. And I only succeed at it. I only succeed at habits when I set financial contracts with myself to do them. That's the only time I've been able to regularly do How things. How do you mean? Uh, there's a website called Stick with Two Ks where uh-huh. you set a goal for yourself. You set a financial or you set what that goal looks like and then what the financial stake is. And if you fail, who gets the money? So, for example, last year I set for six weeks meditate five times a week for 10 minutes the referee was me uh-huh. you can also set other people as referees so i set a workout one where one of my coworkers was my referee uh-huh. uh and it was like if i didn't meditate it was 20 dollars that came out of my uh, bank account that went to my boyfriend um 
But I, the best one was when I said a workout one for two weeks where it was like every day, five days a week for two weeks. It was just for two weeks. Uh-huh. I had to work out for an hour. And if I didn't do it, $100 each week would go to the NRA. <laughs> so you can set like charities and anti-charities. <laughs> and so it was like the beginning of February. And I was like, oh, it's so fucking cold. I don't want to wake up. But I was like, if I don't go today. People will die. People will die from guns. Uh-huh. So, yeah, stick is the best way. For, and that's how I started. I go to the gym four times a week, and it's only because of stick. It got me in the habit. Huh. So meditate more and be more empathetic. Zach, like what it. are your intentions? Well, I, I, I feel like being more empathetic is always a positive thing. I'm going to adopt that now that you've said it out loud. Sure. Let's raise a uh, empathetic child together. I didn't Let's really. Both adopt s- it. Baby Bjorn. You and me, baby. Bjorn. I love you, baby. I didn't really set any resolutions for myself this year. Okay. I don't really ever do that. I feel like generally I I have things I'm trying to be more conscious of. Yeah. And uh, that's personal, so, so take care of yourself. But but out of my business. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm... Contrary to what it may look like sometimes, I'm trying to improve myself all the time. I think that's obvious. Hmm. <laughs> it's obvious to me. Yeah. Yeah. I w- hope it's obvious, but I think uh, intention and action are sometimes very different. Yeah. That's hard. Guys. Yes, but, but I... I do think that when you're close to people, it's important to recognize the intention. Yeah. Listen, we want to shout again, uh, shout, out, call, call, call. shout out again to Bandit Wines. Thank you, Bandit, for sponsoring this episode. That's why I can't speak in complete sentences anymore. Thank you for taking away language, but giving me music. Zach, as always, thank you for the music. The songs, 